Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 202. I'm Rob Wright, Security News Director at Tech Target, and I am here with security news writer Alex Kalafi. Alex, welcome. Thanks, Rob. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm good, personally, <laughs> uh, because I personally uh, do not um, am not currently using uh, version 6.5 or 6.7 of a VMware ESXi server. Yeah. So we are recording this uh, midday on February 7th, Tuesday. And mm-hmm. we are discussing the wave of ransomware attacks that took place over the last few days targeting ESXi uh, vulnerable versions of ESXi that were hit with ransomware, apparently a new type of ransomware that was specifically uh, designed or, or to uh, designed to target uh, this vulnerable uh, or these vulnerable versions, exploiting a two-year-old vulnerability, CVE 2021-21974, heap overflow vulnerability that was, I believe it was rated, um, it was an 8.8, uh, so important sever- severity rating under yep. um, CVSS uh, version three, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, the situation is not good. It's tough to tell how not good the situation is because there, there's a lot of different information sources out there about the number of compromised servers, compromised IP addresses, uh, some... Uh, public scans reveal the numbers to be in the hundreds, high hundreds. Some reveal the number of compromised servers or IP addresses to be close to 4,000. It's it's unclear, but what is clear is that somebody worked up a pretty devastating ransomware campaign and is taking advantage of a lot of folks out there that did not patch their... ESXi servers. Uh, again, two-year-old vulnerability initially disclosed almost exactly two years ago, February of 2021. I think it was late February. But the situation is not good. It is not on the level of a not Petia or wa- certainly WannaCry ransomware campaign, which was, you know, those are sort of the benchmarks for how bad this stuff can really get. But it's not great. So, Alex, let's just get into sort of broad impressions at this point. What what were you thinking as this started to unfold and you started to see some of the, the feedback and uh, some of the numbers out there for these attacks? Two or three times a year, something happens where you just go, oh boy. And for 2023... This seems to be the first one of those. Because mm. um, you mentioned that it seems to be several hundred to a few thousand. I'm just going to say a few thousand. Sure. Yeah, sure. no, I think that's, yeah, I think that works. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that they're concentrated in North America and Western Europe. Basically, like, a, many countries that are considered the West by a larger Yes. Uh, portion of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, though that's not that's not what I'm bringing up now. Just as a little as a little uh, window dressing. But um, 
what shocked me about this was not that there was a big threat campaign involving a vulnerability, but that the ransomware attacks came so fast and hard. Yes. That's, I think, the part that made me go, oh boy. Not like the 3,000 people, not that there was this um, vulnerability, but the fact that pretty much as soon as a lot of people realized there was this potential for damage, the damage occurred. And yeah. that doesn't... I'm not saying it doesn't happen, because we had log four shell, log forge, whatever. Yep. Uh, but... <laughs> this is feels more visible than log four shell was even if log four shell was a larger scale thing does that make sense no it does you're right that that vulnerability affected a lot more organizations the attacks when they started to come were, were pretty devastating but this it seems like the numbers of and this is again this is very difficult to gauge at this stage but I think Shadow Server, uh, Shadow Server Foundation. I think they just had some numbers they put out either early this morning or yesterday about the number of affected um, organizations that are still running vulnerable versions of ESS, uh, ESXi. I think in the U.S. currently it's around 472. Uh, France it's 419. Germany 330. So you're talking hundreds. You're talking mm -hmm. hundreds of organizations that it's still you know, in various countries, um, mostly in Western Europe and, uh, you know, some in China, some in Russia that have not patched their, um, their ESXi, uh, ESXi servers. So you're not talking about like the scope and scale of a log four shell, uh, you know, number of organizations having that software somewhere in their, in their systems and not, and also not knowing if they have it in their systems, it's lurking somewhere in their network. Um, but this is this is not good because I think more so because of the particulars of the of, of how the attack is um, is unfolding. So I'll just go back to Friday. This was this was not great. So early in the morning, you know, I follow a lot of folks on, on InfoSec Twitter, but early in the morning, there was, there was some chatter on Twitter that emerged. And I believe it, the first, the, the first that I saw of it, and I think the first that uh, Valerie saw of it, uh, you know, editor-in-chief over at Le Mag IT in France, our, our French counterparts here at mm -hmm. TechTarget, who they, I think they were first to write an article about this um, as the attacks were unfolding in France. I'm pretty sure if I have that wrong, um, apologies to other outlets that also uh, published um, pretty early on, on Friday. But I think, I think their story was the first. Uh, the president and founder of um, Scaleway, French cloud uh, provider, tweeted that there was a fast moving, like, you know, ransomware campaign, or I think he called it crypt locker, uh, was our crypt lock crypto lock was rolling out fast if you're using esxi version 6. whatever update immediately this is you know just like four alarm fire this is bad you you gotta do something about this lo and behold uh later in the day or later that morning 
if I have the, the timing right. Another hosting provider in France issued a similar alert, same thing, version 6.5 and 6.7 uh, uh, ESXi servers were, were impacted. Um, and then the big one, OVH Cloud, also in France, wave of attacks detected against mm -hmm. uh, vulnerable ES ESXi servers in um, on you know OV, uh, OVH Cloud's uh, platform. And I think that was the first indication, I think the blog post from the uh, OVH's uh, CISO was the first indication that this was tied to a specific vulnerability. There had been speculation that, you know, it was probably a VMware vulnerability somewhere in there that was, was triggering this. And sure enough, I think they were first to say it was um, 21974. And then, and then it just started to explode. You know, that afternoon, I think CERTS uh, in France released its findings, confirmed that it was the two-year-old ESXi flaw, um, you know, upgrade immediately. I think they also warned that it affected um, SLP, uh, service location protocol, uh, and that that needed to be disabled. Um, and then you just kept hearing about more organizations or more growing numbers of compromised servers across the across the globe. And I was following this all weekend. Um, you probably saw my Slack message. You uh, were messaging us on Sunday. <laughs> I, I, was, I was. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this doom scrolling through InfoSec Twitter. Um, and, when, and when the numbers started coming in from for, for the US, uh, that's when I was like, oh, this, is, this isn't just a, a France thing. This is or Germany, because, uh, you know, numbers were coming out in Germany. Same thing in Italy. Italy um, Italy's uh, CERT also issued alerts. Um, I believe Netherlands also had a similar advisory that was just like, you got to patch your setting duck widespread ransomware campaign, please, please patch. So it, like you said, it did happen very quickly. And there was some, you know, there was some speculation that this was an automated campaign in some aspect that it was basically just, um, you know, pray and spray, hope to hit as many uh, vulnerable IP addresses out there as possible because anybody, I guess, could have looked up through Shodan or whatever, um, who was running versions, you know, 6.5, 6.7, 7.0, I think was, if I have that correct, is also affected. Uh, not great, not great. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess my question is, Alex, what, what do you think is, is the, the takeaway from this story at this point? Is it the fact that there's just a, this huge ransomware campaign that's just rolling out across the globe or that it's specifically targeting a two-year-old vulnerability that nobody, um, seemed to think was a, or not nobody, I'm sure a lot of people did patch, but a lot of people did not patch and didn't think to take care of. Mm, it's this question, whenever we like, whenever this comes up, either on the podcast or off the podcast, that I have such a hard time answering because like, we don't handle vulnerabilities for a living. Right. Um, and, and it was hypervisor, hypervisor vulnerabilities are like updating your hypervisor is not fun. Just full caveat. It is, it's hard. 
uh, right. it's complex software, and you've got it, it, you have to take your systems offline. I think in pretty much all hypervisors, maybe some instances where you can do hot patching. I think Amazon did something like this many years ago with um, their Zen hypervisors, but uh, normally that involves taking your systems offline, and that's downtime. And there's a lot of organizations that don't want to do that. So, yeah. Um... It's it's just it's difficult to answer because one we don't uh, I don't handle vulnerabilities for a living so it's it's the kind of thing where it's easy for me to say oh they should have gotten this two year old vulnerability but I'm guessing every organization is is prioritizing hundreds of vulnerabilities or dozens yeah. of vulnerabilities uh, every given day um, and maybe this is just one of those ones that either got kicked down the list or, or uh, resources within the company couldn't necessarily uh, handle it while they're sort of managing the, the priority. So it's the kind of thing where if we had someone with us right now who actually does handle these hypervisor vulnerabilities, it's like, what's the actual take on this, right? Should we... Is this the kind of thing where where it's appropriate to say you really should have took care of this? The the writing was on the wall, or is it the kind of thing where it's like this is just a really bad ransomware campaign of the many that uh, have been happening and will be happening for uh, unfortunately probably a long time to come, and you sort of just take your lumps and and try to and try to invest more resources and security in the future. Like I don't really, yeah. it's because I'm not like there. It's hard for me to say what the right take is. Sure. Let me present something to you though. That okay. may, may influence your thinking on this. Sure. So let's go back a few months. I believe it was September, end of September, early October. I can tell you the exact date if I just make a simple click here. Yes. End of September. Um, Mandiant issued a report, new research, cyber espionage campaign, new um, malware families apparently targeting, not apparently, definitely targeting uh, ESXi uh, servers. Mm -hmm. And the report was called Bad Vibes, and it's a pun, Part one, investigating novel malware persistence with ESXi hypervisors. And they ta uh, talked about how generally your modern EDR products are, uh, do, not, um, do not work, or rather the hypervisors, EXI, uh, EXI software does not uh, run EDR and that this was a, a serious threat, even though it's cyber espionage. I mean, cyber espionage, it's not like ransomware and they're not going to cripple your systems. They're just going to sit there and collect a whole lot of data and, you know, maybe steal your IP. So not great, but, um, but so, you know, they warned that this was the case. There was uh, another instance, I think, if I remember correctly, it was Royal Ransomware that was targeting ESXi servers um, just a few months ago. So there was no short, and, and one of the things that, you know, these reports really emphasized were um, you got to protect your, your ESXi uh, instances. You've got to do, you got to keep, you got to 
patch them. You got to keep them updated. You got to protect them. Network segmentation, um, you know, whatever type of uh, threat detection you can get on there, you got to do. So it's not like they didn't know, you know, your average organization out there running ESXi didn't know that there were threats out there. At the same time, there was, there's been a lot of feedback in the last couple of days from different people in InfoSec. And I'll mention one of them, Jake Williams. He was with uh, the NSA at one time. You know, he wrote something interesting on Twitter about how, you know, how difficult it is to, to patch your hypervisors. And I'll quote from it. Uh, here's his tweet, quote, vulnerability management and hypervisors is a grade A dumpster fire and has been for years. Anyone who has had to patch hypervisors understands why they often lag behind in patching, end quote. And there's more. He did a little Twitter thread there. But that sort of drives home the point. Um, complex software involves downtime. It's not easy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I don't know. I, On one hand... Do you think that like with uh, the the threats that had already been sort of uh, specific to ESXi, that that should have taken prior- priority over the fact that it's really, 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 really painfully difficult to patch? Or do we put some of this on VMware and um, just sort of the design of, of, of hypervisors in general and, and, and infrastructure around it and just say, this is too complex and it's too hard to patch. And they bear a lot of responsibility for this. I guess the question I would sort of ask in turn is who are these 3000 organizations yes. that, uh, or let's say it's 2000 organizations with 3000. I, I don't know. Right. But, it's a great but, question. It, but a couple thousand servers, is that, really a lot of servers or would that be enough to explain a bunch of mostly small companies who aren't really going to see those reports about campaigns that may be happening against hypervisors um so what do you think my hunch is that it's probably the latter and i think we just i you know i threw this in our slack channel just a second ago there was a reuters story that came out and said you know, based on some of the IP addresses that have been um, shown as being compromised by these attacks, there were um, some universities, the Florida um, State Supreme Court appeared to have been compromised. So maybe not like enormous enterprises, but, you know, organizations, maybe mid-level, mid-market organizations that are using um, major cloud providers like an OVH uh, or or using ESXi and other capacities and just didn't, just didn't patch. Um, mm. Didn't, didn't, didn't see the writing on the wall. Didn't see the threats looming. Didn't understand the, um, the threat landscape around the software and maybe neglected it. Um, I have a hard time believing that someone that let large organizations with, you know, maybe a financial services organization or a telecom organization, or a critical infrastructure organization didn't know that there were threats out there specific to ESXi. I, I have a harder time believing that. So I think it's like you said, it's to me, it's probably the latter. I don't know. What, what's, what's, what's your take? I think I agree with you. 
Because <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? If you if we say the if we go the other direction, isn't that depressing? Isn't that really grim? <laughs> One isn't it? No, but I mean, it's more grim than just like a big ransomware campaign takes advantage of a two-year-old vulnerability and hits a lot of organizations that maybe didn't know. You know how yeah. dire the situation was for ESXi and how they needed to upgrade. Um, you know, it makes it a lot worse if you find out. You know, some of the largest organizations out there just didn't do what they needed to do for whatever reason, um, and we still no. don't know. We should we should mention that. You know, I could go through the list from uh, ransomware W H E R E ransomware, the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, of affected or impacted IP addresses, uh, but it's it's really hard to tell who's, you know, who specifically has been victimized by this at this stage. I'm sure we'll get more organizations sort of disclosing breaches or attacks or whatever in the coming weeks and months. Um, but not that many, also. Yeah, it's but weird. also not it, as many as you expect. <laughs> it's weird. Let's just take a minute to talk about transparency for a second. Kudos. <laughs> To the guys in Europe, just being out on this scaleway, uh, OVH, just, you know, Akula, just being like, boom, guys, we're getting hit hard. Protect yourselves. God save us all. You know, like, here are the details. Um, you know, I, I don't know that specific OVH users or, or accounts at this stage are out there volunteering information about how badly they've been impacted by this stuff. But, you know, good for them. Good for them, right? Um, have you seen anything? Have you seen anything in the U.S.? Have you seen anything in the U.S.? Have you seen any alerts, advisories, anything from any platform provider? And I got to be honest, there's one thing I do know, Alex, from looking at mm-hmm. that that ransomware list and the other IP addresses um, in some of these scans. I know exactly who the providers are. I know exactly who the hosting providers are, who the cloud providers are. I you can see it on there. You don't even need to, to, to triangulate it and figure out exactly what which customer it is. You can see what service they're on. Have you seen anything right. out there from any internet providers being like, yeah, you know, guys, <laughs> you really you really got a patch. You really got a patch. We wanted to, you know, we got to take this seriously. Come on now. Let's do it. Not Have particularly. You, seen, you haven't seen anything. <laughs> no, I haven't. It's so aggravating. It is. It's, you can tell I'm getting fired up. It's so aggravating um, that there hasn't been anything out there yet about this. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show you that there is a different view of you know cyber attack transparency and disclosure and other parts of the world than there is here. It's just it's just different. And it's too bad because you know I, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of victims coming to light. Uh, maybe not all of them, like you said. We might not hear. Um, th- there may be a lot of organizations that just try to sweep this under the rug, and you never hear about it. Who knows? But we'll see. Uh, let's talk about the ransomware specifically before we uh, sure. wrap up here. Two bitcoins, or just <laughs> okay. over. Let's start there. Let's start there. Did that? What? Come on. What? Do you, what's? What do you think is happening there? What's going on? <laughs> they want. They just want two bitcoins. Come on. Come on. Come on. What do you think's going on there? I, I don't do know. That, do you think this is some kid who just like 
I don't know who who was like, I'm going to spin up a script to start randomly attacking. I mean, maybe it is. And but ask two for forty thousand dollars. <laughs> two Bitcoin. Like, what? What's what's going on here? What's going on? What if you hit like a major? Fi- I mean, again, I don't think this is the case. But like, what if you hit a major financial services company? You're going to ask for two Bitcoin? I. <laughs> Isn't it funny when, like, you look at something and get annoyed at a bad guy not asking for enough? <laughs> I, I don't want him to ask for more, but I... I well, you don't I, want him to get anything, but I know I also I, understand the impulse to look at it, and it's like, that's all you got? <laughs> yeah. When, when, when I was reading Valerie's story on Friday, I was like, wait, what? And I, I went and I found... A, 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 you know the the note or a version of the note because you know n- now you can find them anywhere on Twitter and I went what the what is what like are they trying to pay here? off their student loans or something <laughs> <laughs> it's just so okay it's so not the, exactly Bugatti money is all I'm saying the the, the ransomware note it, it's you know it starts with how to restore your files security alert three exclamation points. We hacked your company successfully. All your files have been stolen and encrypted by us. So first of all, first of all, Mm -hmm. apparently according to the official advisories at places like uh, places like um, CERT France and, and others, there's been no indication that any data was stolen, at least in the cases that they've reviewed. We'll see if that's the case. And, and that doesn't surprise me because if you were doing an automated like or a semi-automated campaign, I'm guessing you probably wouldn't have uh, a lot of people on hand to do you know, the human-operated ransomware attack thing where you get into the network, you start moving laterally, you swipe up a bunch of data, you exfiltrate it quietly, and then you detonate the ransomware. It doesn't seem like this was the case in this mm-hmm. attack. So right, right then and there, mm, that's 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 very iffy. And then the next part of the note: if you want to restore files or avoid file leaks, please send two point zero nine two eight seven three bitcoins to the digital wallet. I'm not going to read the address. If the money is received, the encryption key will be on Tox Tox peer to peer messaging chat so this is the first i've heard of talks being used as Mm -hmm. like a so okay send money within three days otherwise we will expose some data and raise price oh you're gonna raise what was it gonna be three bitcoin (laughs) no why the 2.09 did that just equal like 50k us at the time i think some people speculated that it was a round number for something but i don't remember what it was there was so much chatter about this because i I think uh excuse the mechanical keyboard uh uh 22 grand and then if we go over a course of a month it's actually gone up a little bit so uh no it looks like it's about 23 grand for a bitcoin now i that seems like it would be about 40 uh 6 47 so maybe it would be like pounds would maybe. would get you to 50 i don't doesn't yeah. doesn't the fact that we're even discussing this right now set off like a number of red flags <laughs> i mean <Yeah. laughs> 
We stole your data. No, you didn't. We want two Bitcoin. Really? Two Bitcoin? We're going to raise the price. Please reach out to us on talks. Talks? On Discord. You don't have your own leak site? Who is this group? Now, I should say, initially, Royal Ransomware was, was what, you know, some people speculated that might have been the culprit. Then there was discussions about it being Cheers Crypt. Um, some some researchers said that there were similarities, I think, believe, between the, if it wasn't the actual um, malware file, it was the ransom note or might have been both. But then those were both ruled out. And then um, several researchers started to refer to it as uh, ESXi ARGS because mm-hmm. of the uh, ARGS file extension that was used i i don't know this is weird to me you put this all together you put, a, you put together this weird ransom note with a, a very low ransom demand a, an apparently new ransomware that comes out of blue and oh by the way ovh mentioned this that apparently you could partially decrypt it there was a researcher i believe this researcher was in turkey um, NS, uh, Sun, Sunmez, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Good work there. Uh, Turkish security researcher that apparently figured out how to, uh, recover. F- I think it was, um, a specific type of file, not all files. Oh yeah. Virtual machine disk files, VMDK files, uh, and OVH said in their blog post, we tested this procedure. As well as many secure, uh, as well as many security experts, with success on several impacted servers, the success rate was about two out of three. Okay, not bad. Um, you know, and then you know, it, it should be done by experts with strong skills in ESXi environments. Use it at your own risk, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like, okay, new ransomware, and and someone's already figured out how to like recover files. From it, hmm. And they're using talks to communicate. There's no leak site. They said they stole data, but they apparently didn't. There's been no leaks yet. There's been no like existing ransomware actor or ransomware gang that's come out and been like, "This is us. We're new. We're on the scene," or "This is us. We are an existing ransomware group, gang, whatever." And we devised a new ransomware because you suckers don't patch. It's just very odd to me. It is very yeah. odd. Um, do you do you think I'm making too much of this? Um, <laughs> tell me, tell me to step back from the ledge if you think I if I if I need to. The thing is, you're never on the ledge. You're just like I'm very this much is... on the ledge. I'm very come, come on. You're being too kind. <laughs> I, no, I I think this is just you doing your thing, and and this is this is your journalism brain working. And, yeah. and it, this is this is always the case. No, it's it's this is a weird story. Um, I imagine VMware is probably uh, hiring crisis PR as we speak. I don't think they are. You don't, don't think, think so? No, no, no. I don't. I guess that that's the last part we should close with. Because I thought VMware's response to this was very interesting. Okay. I think they they put a blog post out yesterday, but I think the statement they gave to Ariel, our colleague, Ariel Waldman, who wrote the story for us yesterday, 
might have preceded that blog post. I'd have to go back and look at the specific. I, uh, I got it in front of me if you want me to read it. Uh, the, uh, the statement? Yes, go. Okay. So this is Ariel's graph. Uh, in a statement to Tech Target editorial, a VMware spokesperson acknowledged the ransomware campaign and said the attacks appear to be targeted end of general support or significantly out of uh, data products leveraging known vulnerabilities previously addressed and disclosed by VMware. VMware has not found any evidence that would suggest an unknown or zero-day vulnerability is being used to propagate the ransomware and the ESX uh, ARGs, uh, yeah. ARGs attacks. Uh, the security of our customers is a top priority, and we recommend organizations upgrade to the latest available supported releases of vSphere components to address currently known vulnerabilities, the spokesperson said. Uh, open quote. Additional recommendations, including disabling the open SLP service and older versions of ESXi, are available in VMware's customer blog on ESXi ARGs ransomware. So what's your what's your read on this? My read is did you ever see the movie uh, killing, no. them, killing Them Softly? <laughs> <laughs> you answered no before I even said the name. Uh, killing Them Softly. Oh, no, this is newer. Actually, yeah. uh, rest in peace, James Gandolfini. I haven't I seen know, it. Oh, I know. It's, it's a weird movie, but I think it's very good. But there's a, the best scene in the movie, I think, is the final scene with between Brad Pitt and Richard Jenkins. Mm-hmm. And... They're having this discussion in a bar and Brad Pitt goes on this sort of monologue, this rant. And he, he basically says in America, you're on your own. And I mm-hmm. think, I think that's what VMware is saying. Not in America specifically. I think they're like, you're on your own guys. Mm-hmm. We put this out two years ago. We put the patches out. We told you to patch. We, we said that, this is this is end of general support, and you have to buy new support for these older versions, 6.5, 6.7, I believe 7 as well. Um, they had said, Ed, Ed Scannell, our colleague, wrote a story about this, about how they were ending general support for uh, version six, uh, 6X for ESXi. Uh, they were moving people in this direction, and... I think they're just like, listen, there's no zero day here. There's, there, you knew that there was a vulnerability. Um, this, this, is, this is not on us. This is on you guys. You should have upgraded to supported versions of ESXi and vSphere. And we told you to do it and you didn't do it. And it's not on us. And to a certain degree, I think they have a fair point. Now, mm-hmm. what I think is worth noting I know version seven came out in 2020. That's not that long ago. Um, I think version 6.5 and 6.7 might've been 2019, but could have been as early as 2018. I think I'd have to go back and double check. Um, Might be two different years um, for the two different versions. Regardless, is five years a little too soon to be four years a little too soon? to be ending general support Mm. for patches and telling people that you have to buy extended report, uh, extended support 
to get the security patches for hypervisor software? I, I don't I don't know. I'm it is I a legit, little tonally weird at least. I legitimately do not know the answer to this because you know, I, I don't know if this is the norm, if this is something that security experts have, have been saying through the years is a good thing that we that, you know that extending general support doesn't work and that there needs to be shorter I, I have no idea. I really don't know. It it did seem a little strange to me that we're already at that stage for software, really sensitive software that came out just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And that, that VMware certainly knows is deployed across a lot of organizations. So I think that's worth noting. I and mean, doesn't that seem a little short? I, I, it feels like it, but maybe from a PR perspective, this is where they landed was the was the best place for them yeah it, it's possible it's possible and again with the difficulties in upgrading hypervisors you know is it surprising that so many organizations put it off maybe not but like if you knew that this was end of life and you knew that there were threats looming out there i you know i think vmware makes a good point though like i said it i this window for general support seems a little small, but there it is. That's the, that's the situation for now. Uh, customers have to patch. They need to patch immediately. It, this, you know, as far as we can tell, the numbers are, are still sort of ticking up um, depending on which scan you look at number of compromised instances with these ransomware notes, ransomware variants. Um, it's not great. Uh, we'll see which specific organizations have been attacked. I, like I said, as more disclosures and information comes in. But um, yeah, I think we're going to get a better idea in the near future uh, about who is who may be involved in this and why and who's getting hit and whether or not there's a debate that needs to be had about, um, you know, patching hypervisors, the immediacy for patching hypervisors, and maybe also the window for general support. Does that need to be a little longer? So mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see. But for now, Alex, I yeah. appreciate you jumping on to discuss this with me. Uh, this is, like you said, this may end up being the most serious sort of threat activity of the year. I guess we could be considered lucky if it is. Uh, yeah. If we get to December thirty first next year, and this is this is sort of the signature, you know, threat activity, the big attack attacks plural of the year. But we'll see. Who knows? Um, but thank you. I appreciate it. You bet. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Tech Target Editorial and the Risk and Repeat podcast. I'm Rob Wright, and we will see you next time. <laughs>